Fables and Reflection podcast, where we reflect on any and all of the fables of Neil Gaiman. I am your host, Angela Bones Bullock. And I am the other quite surprised host, J.D. Martin, because I didn't realize we were starting right now. <laughs> Did it in one! <laughs> You're the one that done fucked up now, J.D. <laughs> um, look, here's the thing, Angela. Uh, I have two podcasts and no therapist. I am always the one who fucked up. <laughs> always. There is just... There is no other person who has fucked up more than I have. I might need to go into therapy just for ADHD meds. I'm not 100% sure yet. Well, I am partially winning because I am at least looking into getting a therapist. There you go. So... That that's a, that that'll be a continuing arc for me across both this and Comics Quest, of when is JD actually going to get a fucking therapist? All right, let's let's put a clock on that. So it is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is currently uh seven thirty p.m. Central on November eighth, twenty twenty one. Let's see how long it takes for him to back out. <laughs> there we there we that's go. That's Central time, uh, viewers. <laughs> Holy shit, someone's here. Yes, yes they are. Uh, oh. Returning guests, the progenitor of the shenanigans. The reason we're all here is uh, Nick Wolf. Ah, uh, you do me too much credit. Here I am just that's sitting right, down with friends. I'm sitting down right, here with friends. That's right, because this week we're, uh, we're doing one of those episodes. Yep. Doing one of those are. episodes and fighting off my cat from ruining my recording setup smoke doesn't my really care about for... my stuff uh well okay that's not true she doesn't care about the recording stuff uh mostly because she can't see the cords over in this dark corner uh, however she go. does try to attack other cords as well as just anything that's on my bedside table uh, i came home one morning uh, from work, and I saw that a book, the book that I'm currently reading was just on the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so you don't like Mindhunter by John Douglas and Mark Olshaker? Awesome. Thanks. Uh, I, yeah, uh, you don't know, I was about to say what I was, I'm reading, but I can't, uh, for reasons I shall say off mic. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you're lucky, JD. I can't uh, go five minutes without on my laptop without my cat scratching his chin using my laptop corner as a scratching post. Oh, but that's adorable. Yeah. Speaking uh, I, I heard so- speaking of terrible cats. <laughs> but wait. Uh, but wait before we yeah. get into this. And by the way, Nick, that was a beautiful a beautiful segue. I, I props to you. Yep. Uh Thank but I have you. to ask I had to ask as the one without without uh therapy who desperately needs it how is everyone uh trying to keep it together as as uh uh yeah as stated of this guest spots on comics quest then uh homework and then regular work which is about a 45 minute commute so i have busy days (laughs) Well, and I like spent I always pa- say, we could stop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good type of busy. I've spent the last two years on my ass, so like, I'm good. I'm jealous. Nick, 
I've spent the past month or so going through all the Power Rangers series I missed, and eventually I'm going to transition into more Super Sentai stuff. So it's basically tokusatsu all the time over in my neck of the woods. <laughs> I, I also, I, I meant to post this on Discord, but I bought the... Do, do either of you remember a cult classic called Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? Produced by Deke Entertainment? No. Can't say I do. Well, I got the I got the parent show from Japan at Best Buy last week. Nice. Oh, that's gonna be fun. I love how I love I love how Japan is is making so much money off of American nostalgia for only slightly related shows. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, it is a it is a fascinating history. Like. I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers specifically Why? Uh, for a long time because I would do karate <laughs> in the living room and break things. <laughs> so my parents were just like, no, you are not doing this. You are not watching. Like, you could not watch this show. Oddly uh, enough, one of the shows that I wasn't allowed to watch as a child was SpongeBob. Uh, my, my weird show I was not allowed to watch was... Uh, <laughs> Cow and chicken. Because my parents were, my mom was just like, this is too stupid. That's what my mom or, said or about like, SpongeBob. <laughs> like, I could watch, like, I was just like, she reluctantly let me watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie. But other than that, it was like Scooby Doo and Batman, which is like yeah. the, like, I consider those Classic. two, yeah, I consider those two like the origin of my true crime love. Um,. <laughs> No, here's the. I was the. I, Probably I'm, fair. I've Probably been. Fair. I've been thinking. I've been thinking about this about how I became a true crime fan. Uh, by the way, welcome to JD's True Crime Corner. Uh, so because I am the person who just ordered four more books. Uh, when I already have shelves and shelves of, of books, but yes, JD has ordered four more, and they're coming in the mail tomorrow. So, the origins of it all starts off with. As a child watching Batman the Animated Series and Scooby-Doo. Why? Fair. Because yep. they're both detectives. I mean, Scooby-Doo is goofy as hell and they're high all the time. And then Batman is a dude in a mask uh, fighting a dude who's who looks like a clown. And then also fighting a dude who dresses up as a scarecrow. So yeah, uh, but it just just one slight interruption. I was also not allowed to watch Batman the Animated Series. I am ninety percent sure solely because of the Joker Fish episode, the Laughing Fish, an episode yeah, yeah, I recently just episode. watched for the first time. Yeah, Ooh. good episode. Uh, I am yeah. It's, I'm pretty sure my mother saw me watching that episode. She's like, she oh like, hell no, not. turn that off. <laughs> You're watching the History Channel. Uh, yeah, uh, and I can't that really is... no, and that's and that is my progenitor. No. Yeah, and I was about to say, I was like, and that is Angela's origin. Um, I can't really. So it think starts of... off there. It's... I'm sorry. I can't really think of any shows I was never allowed to watch. I mean, re in retrospect, there were episodes I feel like I shouldn't have watched. I was like, like thinking back to when I watched Rocket Power. I was like. Did I waste my time watching Rocket Power? Did I waste oh, my time watching so the later season episodes of Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Except oh, for that's the, another one. Except for the Boogeyman movie, which actually was good. Are you saying that the show was not good? I'm saying the show 
drifted away from the macabre and went more into gross out, and I don't like it. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. That's but, fair. Uh, but also, like, the revisiting things is always weird. Um, uh, well, like, revisiting things as a child, that you watch as a child, as an adult, it's always mm-hmm. weird. Um, Which I'm about to get into things... here in a second. Speaking of revisiting yeah, stories, oh, yeah, yeah, you're still <laughs> J. Yeah, JD's still going. I'm still uh, going. Okay, okay. Uh, we're still in, we're still in JD's true crime corner, and uh, we're in the origin chapter of this corner. So we start off with Batman and Scooby Doo, and then that continues uh, as I get like as I get slightly older, and that grows into my mom lets me sit with her and watch Law and Order, Bones. <laughs> And probably the most important, Criminal Minds. That, uh... Which I'm... Which, the here's sh- the thing. I'm watching Law & Order SVU and Criminal Minds when I'm, like, nine. Yeah. Shows that you shouldn't mm-hmm. be... Wa- you should not be watching at nine. But I am. Yeah. And then I go, ooh. Ooh, I like this. I like I like them like trying to catch the serial killers and, and all this stuff. I, th- I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then when I was a teenager, I watched Seven and Zodiac, and I was like, all right, I'm fucking in. Yeah. Uh, do you ever watch the Batman? Fun. fun uh... Bra- JD, do you ever watch the Batman Brave and the Bold episode where Batmite did his own Batman Scooby Doo crossover, and then he would talk to the audience <laughs> about how. Uh, uh, Batman couldn't throw a punch back in the 60s, but this is my show, so let's have Shaggy and Scooby beat the crap out of Joker and Penguin. No. I only remember the first Batmite episode, but also I haven't finished it. Nick, do you realize how many freaking TV shows I have started and never finished? Like, every single show. Everything. I've I've started every show and I've never finished any of them. Fair. Fair enough. Speaking of uh, finished stories, <laughs> did I say I was done? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, just well. Anyway, so with a slight fact about me, JD. Uh, my nickname comes from that show, Bones. Yes. Uh, my. Uh, for a while, I thought I was going to be a forensic anthropologist, or like I wanted to be, partly because of that show. Um, and uh, so my uh, high school anatomy slash biology teacher, because I had him two years in a row, um, also like also watched the show and knew how much I liked it. So he's, and he thought I acted a lot like her. Uh, and so they just like started calling me Bones. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, uh, I and, Sh- and Sean, hang on, Sean, ninety five percent sure you're listening to this. Sean, my big brother, who uh, made our fantastic uh, theme music. Yeah. Uh, fuck your judgment. I know you're judging me right now for uh, cont- <laughs> for telling the story about how I got that nickname, but fuck you. I thought it fit. I'm keeping it. And why would he judge you for this? <laughs> because oh, I because he considers it that I gave it I gave it to myself because like because of that story he thinks I gave it like he considers it I gave it to myself anyway uh wow Sean 
<laughs> I haven't even met you yet, and I'm already judging you. <laughs> Speaking of casting judgment. Uh, yeah, so today's episode uh, But wait, I have one more thing. Second... I'm kidding. Uh, so today's episode is the second episode in our, I guess, kind of show within a show. Uh, where it's about Sandman. Uh, specifically, this is Sandman Overture, which is the beginning, but was last published. Like, technically, it's the end. Uh, it's, uh, interesting. It's an interesting beast. So, in... It is both prequel and coda. Yeah. Uh, when did it? 2016, I believe, was when it came out. 2015. Yeah, that's yeah, something like that. 2015, 2016. I can take a look right here, and it was oh, started in 2013, ended in 2015. Ah, there we go. Um, Any of you have like quotes on like the back jacket of your copies, like from reviewers and whatnot? mm Yes. Yeah, Village one... Voice, Publishers Weekly, and the Los Angeles Los Times Angeles magazine. Times. Magazine. Okay, mine has one from the Christian Science Monitor on it. Is it a that burn? That is still one of the one of the no, weirdest. No, no, no. Here's here's the quote: Gaiman's writing has never been more eloquent. He knows the voices of his characters so well that it's just, it's as if he never took a break from writing them. Yeah, because this, I mean, because this is, uh, so 20, you said it finished in 2015, started in 2013, mm-hmm. and, uh, what, Sandman started in, what, 85, 80, no, 86, right? 87? No, later than that, more like 89. Was it that late? Yeah. Um, and then 70, they went on for 74 issues, so that's, uh, what, four or five years so it was in the mid by the mid nineties that it stopped being published. four or five years to try more like six or seven. Well, I'm just, I'm going off of uh like I remember Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol ran for forty five issues, and uh, that ran for about four, four years. Yeah, forty five is four because yeah, that's about four because t- twelve and uh. 12 is 24, and then just 28. I mean, 48. If I look at... Pretty- anyway, six years. Point being, it was a very long time. It was a previous millennium. <laughs> that, that, you know, they were published in two different millenniums. It was 88. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it was a very long break. Mm-hmm. Uh, between... The end of Sandman and the starting of the publishing of Sandman Overture. Um, the so the reason I wanted to do this one after the first episode, like right after, even though it's even when I bought the box set, it is in the very last slot uh, when you open the package. Um, the reason I wanted to do this one next is because I thought it'd be interesting to because it's. It is a prequel, uh, but it was written last with, like, the entire series in mind. Um, because it shows the elevator pitch is it shows why uh, 
Morpheus was weak enough to be captured in volume one, in issue one, uh, which is, uh, I'd say, a pretty good reason. It's revealed why he was. Yeah, I mean this <laughs> weak enough. The final issue, if you if you disregard the epilogue for a second, uh, this issue ends, or this series ends when the first issue begins. It leads right into the series. Yeah, it, the it, final. It, yeah. Pan- like you yeah. could you could read this and then go, and then go straight into reading Preludes and Nocturnes and not miss a beat. Yeah, exactly. Um, because yeah, the first yeah the the last panel before the tiny epilogue is um, the first time we see yeah, Morpheus in the series. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the yeah it's, it's that, the first. It's that panel of of him lying on the floor with, where like when we first see him, it's like the the panel where we get like the name of the issue, the sleep of the just, and we get the credits and everything. It's like the feels like the true beginning of the series uh which i think they used they used the original art um yeah yeah, yeah that's what i say because like it's drawn slightly differently um because i don't think they re yeah because i don't think they even recolored it so it is wholly the new yeah the original art from that panel um which is a nice touch i mean they're surrounding jh williams the third art which yeah, so, I mean, of course, it's written by Neil Gaiman, uh, but gotta give a shout-out. Are you sure? I thought it was art. written by Nora Roberts. <laughs> Who am I to disagree? Uh, yeah, surprise, we're doing a... It was a, it was a big a... change for her. She usually doesn't write this way. <laughs> I was doing a different oh, reference. Never mind. <laughs> what did you think I was referencing? I don't know. I had Eurythmics on the brain. Don't judge me. I. Why would I judge you for liking the Eurythmics? Uh, okay. I I was trying to do a bit and I failed. That's that's the bottom line. Right, so how how spo- honestly how long do we want to hold off on spoilers? Um. I mean, this isn't Comics Quest, so I mean, we yeah. can do whatever we want here. Yeah, but you have a. Uh, James Williams the third did the pencils um dave stewart was the colorist todd clean was the letterer and they got dave mckean to come back and do uh alternate covers um which is pretty uh yeah which the covers of course are beautiful um so my first exposure to jh williams the third i will always say his name in full. <laughs> um, I first, the first time I remember seeing his art was a uh, New Fifty Two Batwoman, mm. and like his amazing work on there. Because like what I really love about him is his, uh, I won't even say panel layouts, his page layouts. Because if he can, he will like just do the most interesting like whole piece of it like he considers the whole page which not a lot of artists i don't think do a lot of the time or at least not as much and like the way he does it is just like you can you look at it as a macro and a micro when you go like 
you turn the page, you take in the whole thing, and then go in panel by panel. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, this one awesome, it's an issue one or two, where the Corinthian shows up. We haven't seen the Corinthian yet in this podcast yet. But uh, the Corinthian is a nightmare where he looks like a normal human and he wears sunglasses all the time. And the reason he wears sunglasses is because his eyes are mouths. And he likes to eat people's eyes after murdering them. Um. And this is where my true crime brain just goes, ooh, interesting. Quite. Yeah, quite. Um, and I had to kind of like shove that part of myself down. Just like, no, not right now. This is not your time. Um, but there's a but when the Corinthian shows up, there's a panel where you see Morpheus through the Corinthian's eyes. So it's just like these two mouths, and you're looking through the back of the mouth through to Morpheus. It's it's insane and beautiful and weird. He balances beauty and otherworldly and uh, sometimes sometimes kind of grotesque. I mean, uh, I would consider sometimes. the Corinthian grotesque. I mean, yes, the Corinthian is definitely grotesque. I think my... I, I, I would say my, my first exposure to J.H. Williams III was definitely the black glove from Grant Morrison's Batman. He said, I have that upstairs. Or he said, no, I'm, I'm thinking Black Mirror. Not Black Love. I have Black Mirror, which is Scott Snyder upstairs. But Also a very heard. good story. I mean, that's Scott Snyder doing Batman, so I assume so. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it, it, was his, it was his first Batman story. Um, but, uh... Wait, you don't have the... You, you don't have the three... Grant Morrison Batman omnibuses or omnibuy? No, I do. I do. I am not. Then you have it. Just to go through them. Yeah. Then you okay. do have the black glove. It's in the first one. It's one of it. It was one of his first stories or one of the first stories in, in their run pretty early on. Like there was like, there's, there's Batman and son. And then, uh, there's like the prose Joker issue. Which is one of the one of the one of the few issues in that run that I'm not a fan of, uh, and then I think I think not I think right after that issue is the Black Glove, which is all about uh, it's a murder mystery on an island. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's uh it very much um. Has yeah that otherworldly feeling, that dream feeling. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, if you heard that weird, weird noise, that was my stomach because I have not eaten. I just woke up about an hour oh, and a half geez. ago, or, about, or actually about two hours ago. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing I have to say before I forget. I know we're gonna talk about her later. Uh, but Knight, who is revealed to be the mother of the endless yeah in the upcoming tv show Uh if they do overture lizzo needs to be nice (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm down for that i'm i am i'm always down for lizzo 
yes make <laughs> turns out that lizzo is actually a huge comic book fan and she's a huge neil gaming fan yeah it's yeah she uh she needs to play knight if uh if they do overture that's the only casting that's the only call they need to make <laughs> that's actually pretty great so then uh so i have a question for you since you've read more of the series than i have does mm-hmm. time show up before overture I don't recall. Um, I'm assuming time Knight, ever showing I'm, I'm up. I'm assuming Knight shows up, but you just don't know that that's their mother. I I don't think time and Knight have ever shown up before, because they talk about how like none of their kids come visit them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they do. Not that I can remember from the first half of the series that I've read. Okay. But also that's been a while since I've since I've read that. It also took me to like so that I read it when it as it came out in in floppy. Um and I didn't really get it at the time. Um a lot of it, but I upon reread like uh I really like the fact that it's revealed time and night are the parents of the endless. Because it's like, well, you know, just kind of a, an abstraction of the two aspects of the Big Bang. So the Big Bang, essentially, like, all of the matter in the universe was just in a pinhole of space. Everything else was empty, and, of course, everything is packed so tight that it's not, there's no movement. So, like, nothing is... So, like, time has not entered the equation because things have not moved. Um, but then time enters the equation and then the explosion happens and things move throughout the night. Uh, and so the universe begins. This is my reading into why he... he uh, uh, this is my reading into why he did... Um, why he made that that mm. particular decision in that reveal. I was mm. a, I wouldn't say surprised, but I did find it interesting that they didn't try and shoehorn uh, other D names for their mom and their dad because aren't all the don't all the endless's names start with a D? Yeah, they do. I'm glad they didn't because that would have that would have been too much. I like that it's just like it's just the endless that have the D names. Yeah. Yeah, because they also have a very specific role in the universe. Yeah, and I compared to night and time, I guess are much more broad. Yeah, um, uh, I like this. I like Overture a lot. Uh, I'm really glad mm-hmm. that I got that I, unlike you, got to read it all at once. I uh, this is this is one of those many books that uh that gets talked. I feel like that will get talked about a lot as something that that is that just reads better in the trade because i well it's and not 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 necessarily that it's bad to read it in single issues um Mm. but also like i'm going to assume since like it ran for three years that it there was like there were like several months in between each issue yeah 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 no there definitely was yeah uh that would that would infuriate me 
and I and like I understand that it, mo- it was most likely just de- delays due to them just you know trying to make it the best th- the best they the, like to the standards they 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 put themselves at, which I totally get. Uh, but I'm just this is a series where I just I had to stop my like like I finished I said I read this in two sittings, and I had to stop myself from reading the entire thing. Yeah, because like I stopped, I stopped after issue three, and I was like, no, I have to stop, and get up and walk around and think about this before I just totally dive in headfirst into this, and lose my fucking mind. Yeah, because it it feels like that kind of thing. Uh, one last kind of first impression, um, I want to talk about is like this is probably the most alien. Or non-human, is maybe a better word, that Dream has felt. Because, um, like, the first issue um, ends... Well, the first issue begins with an aspect of Dream dying. So you see a version of Dream on a foreign planet die in flame. And you're like, oh shit. Because then death goes to destiny, and it's like... Hey, Dream just died. Um, that's bad. <laughs> like, we're not uh, supposed what, to do that. Yeah, it's like, what What? Uh, what are we going to do about that? Um, and of course, he, has, he kind of just shrugs his shoulders. He's like, I, I just, I just read where we're at. I can't, I can't look forward. And, uh, and then sh- more things happen uh and dream is pulled to a meeting with himself uh where there is a four page spread of dreams it's great yes i love it i love whenever we get whenever we get those moments of just like the pages then fold out so we just have just a giant four page spread and we get two of those in the series yeah, and they're totally do. earned. Yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of the on its side, you know what? Uh, you kind of do had it. Turn turn there at some point. point. You got yeah, no, to turn the whole book around. Uh, but that was because the dialogue do... boxes were turning around. Well, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Not be- that not that because particular the... scene is. Not because the artist slash maybe writer was too lazy to fit it all on one page or so, on two pages and so. No, it's. I mean, it, it can it can be laziness or padding, however you want to phrase it. But like, uh, um, John Romina Jr. in last week's episode, Eternals. I think last week's, yeah, and Eternals. Well, as of this recording, um, it was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's. Listen, time is a lake. I'm never sure what is the last what episode time we just did, posted. The last episode we did. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. last so, one. So yeah, so it, yeah. Uh, anyway, at the last meeting, <laughs> there's a moment. There's a moment in Eternals where you have to turn the comic on its side, but it's when, <laughs> it's when the uh celestial wakes up, and so it's, I don't think you could have gotten as much of an impact uh if it was just a single page spread yeah. on that one yeah 
there are a couple. Uh, there are honestly a couple that I'm that I'm fine with. Uh, in particular, there are two issues of I think it's at least two issues of Sweet Tooth. Uh, that you have to turn the comic on its side in order to read it because it's like a storybook. Yeah. And, so, and, yeah. and but the whole thing about Sweet Tooth is that it is like a story about story. It, it's kind of it's kind of a Neil Gaiman thing of it's a story about storytelling. Mm-hmm. I can't. But hear you know, Sweet it's about about thinking of the clown with the trucks. Different Sweet Tooth. I'm sorry, it's just a, my own hang up. <laughs> what? From Cla- Twisted Metal. Oh. Oh yeah, no, it's. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about the fairy right boy. He... I know you're talking about the fairy boy, but I hear Sweet Tooth. I think about the muscle-bound clown who kills people with his truck. It's yeah. The uh, the he's you know the Twisted Metal franchise, don't you, JD? No, it's a video <laughs> game thing. I don't fucking care about that shit. I'm not a nerd. Yeah. No bullshit. I'm calling <laughs> bullshit on that. Just just not on video games. No, I am an absolute nerd. No, I'm sorry. I Twisted Metal is something I just personally do not care about. Uh, no shame to I, anyone who does. I'm only passively familiar with it, with like from when I was a kid. But yeah, like the the franchise mascot, if you will, is this buff dude that is usually shirtless slash in overalls. Uh, I've if I'm seen him correctly. Yeah, yeah. So okay, well, so okay then. Where so were you know we? What, so you know. <laughs> Look, I know twist like like the what I know about twisted metal is I know the name, I know the logo, I've seen like the mascot look the in clown. person, which yeah, yeah whatever the, the fuck that dude, is. You've seen the death name battle fight tooth. with the Joker. N- no. Oh, I've no. seen it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I I think it's a racing game. Uh, kind of. It's a battle royale game, but with cars. See, no, I can't do that. No, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm never playing it. I've, I've sworn off every racing game ever, outside of Mario Kart. <laughs> but that's because, like, I have friends who play Mario Kart on Twitch, and I can play, and I play with them. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm cool with that. Every other racing game can fuck off. Anyway, what were you saying about Sweet Tooth, the precious fairy boy? <laughs> that it's a good comic and everyone should read it. Yeah. Well, no, we were talking about double page spreads that are on their side. Right. Anyway, there's several good examples. It's not a hard and fast rule. There, we're done. Next point. <laughs> I don't even Comic's know what the next good. point is now. Yeah, they come out good. <laughs> That's the point we're trying End to make here. Uh, uh, can, we, End of we, can we talk about desire? So, all right. So he gets pulled to a meeting with a bunch of uh, bunch of versions of himself, and in the next episode, I mean, in the next uh, issue, you can call it an episode. Um, you call it episode. You call them episodes all the time. Just call it an episode. It's do okay. I? Yes, you do. You I know you always correct yourself immediately after you say it. <laughs> uh well it is you know comics aren't episodic medium anyway um 
they have this fantastic debate about like, well, this is odd of like all of us being here, but we're ourselves. We're all the same person. <laughs> and that ring around the rosy logic goes on for like 10 pages. Uh, it's perfect. It's so it's so stupid. It's good. <laughs> until it is just the dream we know that you usually see in the same man comic, uh, and a cat version, who we will well, we will and won't see again later in the series was... because. There is a uh, there is one story that's referenced later, where it's a one-off issue, but it's one of the best issues, where um, uh, it's this cat talking to this kitten, and was like, "Hey, kitten, guess what? Uh, cats used to rule the world, and." People were the size of mice, and we would, uh, and we would eat them and make them, uh, make them groom us and pet us and bring us food, and then we would just eat them. Please uh, tell me which which, which 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 trade is this in, because I'm excited for this. Uh, I utterly forget. It's I think about a th maybe a third of the way through the series, maybe sooner. So like ever, um, so like probably around like Dream Country or Season of Mists. I th yeah, that sounds about right. Um, cause it. So anyway, so so this cat is like, so this is the way the world used to be until enough humans dreamed that there would be that uh the world is the way that we're living now. Okay, stop talking S about it, cause I want to read it. Okay. Well. It Yeah. Do we what? get to? Well, I'd... <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, do we get to learn more mm -hmm. about the first circle? Because once all the different dreams disappears and Dream goes inside of his dreamstone, we meet Glory. And I just want to know more about Glory. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what Glory's deal is. I don't recall. Uh, I don't recall him showing up anywhere else. Maybe the first circle is mentioned before um, because of that is like kind of when the laws were laid down that then uh, Morpheus has such a stick up his ass about slash breaks all the time. <laughs> it's like he talks about all these rules, but he breaks quite a few as well uh, throughout the series. Okay, Cyclops. <laughs> Is, is, alright, that's, that's what we need to answer, that's the question we need to answer now. Is Morpheus the Cyclops of, is the, is he the Scott Summers of the Endless? Yes. Is death, is death, uh, the gene? Why is R2 speaking? Nick, is that you? No. No, it's my, it's, it's I'm sorry me. I blamed you, Nick. Angela, what the heck? I... <laughs> Recently downloaded an app to get R2 as my texting who, message. Who wins in a fight, the Endless or the Phoenix Force? Why is this a question? Uh, well, that would definitely be the The readers. Endless, just... That's who wins. 
and also the creators because they're going to get money from that. That's who wins, Nick. Yep. No, please. There's not been a DC Marvel crossover since 2004. That sounds about right. They that barely happened. Also, like anyway. So yeah, it's not surprising that that hasn't happened since. I'm so sad because uh, I just I just I just they want don't play nice. It's so sad because I just want one more Batman Spider-Man crossover where, uh, Craven the Hunter and Bane do a wife swap, but they see all right. Let's hunt the other's hero. Oh my god. Strange, uh, Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train, yeah. but make it, but make it super villains. Oh my god, that's honestly the most Batman thing I've ever heard. Is just like let's reference yet another Hitchcock thing. Why not? Uh, so yeah. Uh, in 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 regards to who would win the Endless of the Phoenix Force, the readers, that's who would win because we would have a fun fucking time trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but to answer the question, yes, Dream is the Scott Summers of the Endless. Um, and Death is the Emma Frost. I feel like Death is more chipper than Emma Frost. She is. Death is Rouge. <laughs> Rogue. Rogue. Ah, dang. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I at least, I spell it wrong. I can't, I don't know when I've said it wrong. <laughs> Bravo on that one. <laughs> Seriously, if you try to spell that out, it's it's just Hold two up. letters inverse. Hold up. But now I'm thinking what we can do is we need to set up a, set up a new musical of Gambit and Rogue. Mullen Rogue. Uh, I get right? to hear I get to hear uh what's his name's Cajun accent. Uh you and McGregor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you look at Chrissy Cage. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we we are we already know that he tried and failed to uh t- to imitate his uh wife's French accent. It's for Beauty and the Beast when he did the candelabra. We don't talk about that. That didn't that didn't happen. That entire thing didn't happen. They right. they at least made. <laughs> anyway, much like uh, Scott Summers, Dream once had to kill someone but didn't go through with it, and now the world's dying. The whole universe is going blown up. Well, yeah. So well, that just I think point. that's our I think that is our next volume actually after this one. Oh, uh, the Doll's House. Yeah, if I am remembering correctly, the Doll's House uh, has it's mentioned. Not passingly, but uh, you, you, uh, Dream Vortex is mentioned in the in Overture. Um, and yeah, and so in in uh, in the Doll's House, I'm pretty sure is the uh, first mention of Dream Vortexes, where like there's it's this being that pops up every once in a while, and then just like. For some reason, when they dream, they start breaking down the walls between dreamers, uh, which is bad. And so, Dream has to kill them, and that's the and that's like the only time that Dream is allowed to take a life. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so the first time he had to do that, uh, he didn't follow all the way through. He killed the Vortex, and then he's like, I hate killing so much. This is my first time. I'm not going to kill this star that the Vortex already drove mad. And he's just like, I'm going to peace out, and I'm going to forget about it for two billion years. And he does. And then the entire universe starts to end. And uh, Gloria's like, hey, Dream, this is your fault. Remember that dude you didn't kill? And he's like, whoops. (laughs) Whoopsies. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagining Dream just just doing like, like, what was that... um... That's... The the trombone the trombone playing. <laughs> well, I'm also thinking of uh that 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 like that little girl on the sunscreen who has like who's like getting her like uh her swimsuit the copper like, tone copper tone that's what it is just uh oh <laughs> I'm just thinking of uh when Glory tells Dream that it's his fault. I just want the curb your enthusiasm theme to start playing. <laughs> I only um, know that theme through memes. I I've never watched a second of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It it I'll just say it's a, it is a great show. Uh, Larry David. Uh, but here's what I want to ask. He took he took. I have to ask took, this: Is that? a lot of the comedy based on? cringy situations oh 100 percent. then i'm not watching it i can't do it i i will i will like concave into myself from the cringe i can't do it there's uh, for for one can, can i give you one example that sure. stuck with me it's great so he uh at one point he's, he's like his wife's aunt dies and uh, so he writes the obituary and sends it into the paper. The paper that publishes it, but it is not aunt. <laughs> they replaced the A with a C. <laughs> and so his entire and so her entire family is mad at him, and he's like, "Look, I may have mistyped it. I don't know." But the newspaper is the one that looked at that and was like, that is not aunt. They do mean cunt and published it. This is not on me. This is on the newspaper and they're terrible editors. And it's just this back and forth of like, because what what Larry David does is he um, writes the scenarios essentially and like pretty much everything else is improv. Like pretty much like like eighty eighty to ninety percent of what is on set is just improv. And, I don't know. Like uh, I don't know. Like I like look. I from what I have watched of it, I love Parks and Recreation. I have a hard yeah. time watching it sometimes because of the just like it's the same with like I'm gonna never gonna watch The Office. Never gonna do it. And no oh, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. and no one can make, no one can convince me otherwise. 
Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, if you can't do cringe humor, then yeah, those shows are not for you. Like, well, the first time I was on The Real Movie Critic versus The Cine Guy, another certain POV show that I've been on a couple of times, and you should all check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so com. Yeah, uh, I was on the movie we were, I was on there to talk about initially was just Godzilla versus Kong. However, there was another movie that came out that week on Netflix called Bad Trip. The um, Eric Andre, uh, Low Ray Howery movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which uh, they're like, hey, do you want to go ahead and watch that too? Because we're going to discuss that one as well. I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I barely watched it. (laughs) I had it playing in the background and I, I, I had, I was reading a comic while watching it because I was so turned off by the cringe humor the overall story yeah. was very funny and there were like yeah. there were situations that i did enjoy but there were just certain situations that were just like nope i'm checking out i'm sorry i can't do it i, yeah. I was like i have no disrespect toward eric andre or low ray howry yeah. or <laughs> tiffany haddish or anybody else making this movie i just i'm extremely uncomfortable and not in a fun to, way to to be fair that movie also that movie has a masturbating gorilla. No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that scene uh, at all. Uh, no, uh, that did uh, not happen in real life. I refuse to believe I saw that. I refuse uh, uh, to believe I ever saw that. Uh, uh, speaking, <sighs> uh, speaking of cringe, how about that dead body dream and cat dream fine hanging in that home? Am I right? That's not, not so much cringe. It's, that's just like, oof. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, great, 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 uh, great attempt though to bring us back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you, Nick, Nick for bringing us back on topic. <laughs> that's what I'm here um, for. Yeah. Oh well, speaking of also, uh, previous episode, uh, Ocean oh, at the end of the lane, uh. The the one in three show up again. Yep, I was I was in fact I was thinking about them while I was while I was reading. I was like, oh hey, it's the hemp socks. They're back. Yep. Um. But yeah, so he. Yeah, so uh, he meets the one in three, um, goes down his path a little bit farther and finds this little girl named Hope. Uh, who um, goes with Dream in because her parents just got murdered because well her her mom died her at childbirth and her father got got butchered yeah, yeah he didn't just yeah. die he got butchered and cannibalized yeah lest we uh, forget <sighs> yeah I'm look I'm looking at the panel right now he is disemboweled and hung up like a stuck pig. Uh, still not as creepy as the Muppet Man in Volume One telling kids to slit their wrists vertically. <laughs> oh yeah, that 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 will uh, that uh, will unfortunately live in my head rent free, and I want to charge it rent. Uh, uh, 20, JD, JD, you should probably put I've... a content warning in the uh, episode description, just to be safe. I don't do that. Uh, that is all, Angela. Angela, you might want to do that. <laughs> Uh, te- text me a reminder. Okay. Also, I just um, noticed this. I'm not cutting uh, that part ja- out. 
I just noticed this. The jacket Hope is wearing, it's got the Triforce on it. On the shoulder. On the shoulder. Is that the Legend of Zelda thing? Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, I forgot. I no felt like game. such. I sound like such Even an old person Zelda. right now. <laughs> you heard of Even Pong, JD? You heard of Pong? Is that the this one? Is, where, is, is that one new? the one that's like tennis, but on the screen how, it's all black and white? How about Oregon Trail, JD? You play some I, Oregon I, Trail? I, now that I only know from memes. <laughs> Uh, apparently, apparently, apparently Nick has, has forced me to dive dysentery. <laughs> look, uh, I'm sorry. Look, here's the thing. I'm sorry. I don't know video games. Like I'm uh, one, of, I am one of those nerds. I, I, okay. I am one of those nerds that like, I just have that. Like my blind spot just happens to be video games. And like people try and talk yeah, to me about fine. video games. And like, I have friends around me or coworkers around me who try and talk about video games. And I can't, I can't get you know, into the conversation because I don't know. I know jack shit. You, you want to know what video, uh, you, you want to know what YouTube, sh uh, let me start over. You know what YouTube channel you should check out? No. It is uh, called Girlfriend Reviews. And the entire... No, no, no. I just... No. I... <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. Girlfriend... The entire premise of Girlfriend Reviews is that she is a backseat gamer. She does not like playing video games that much, but she loves watching her boyfriend play video games and, like, watch the story. Uh, a lot of the times. And so, like, they talk about video games in that aspect of a backseat gamer. Um, it's also just a hilarious show. Uh, although, I, I am into video games, so I don't know how much the humor holds up if you're totally not. But I feel like, to a certain extent, it does, because she's... It's not that I'm not into video it. games. It's that... I didn't play them as I didn't play them a lot as a child. Okay, that's not true. That's not completely true. I did, but I played like I had a Game Boy, and I played like I don't fucking know. Uh, like I play I played I played Super Mario when I was a kid, and that's like one of the more advanced games that I play. I just didn't play video games. I didn't play a Legend of Zelda game until last year when I got my Switch for the first time. Yeah. I pl and I I played I think it was um A Link to the Past. It was the one I was the one I was playing. Uh That's a good one though. Yeah, That's I enjoy one. I enjoy what I, what I, what I played. Um I am somewhat to take uh our friend Rachel Krokishink's term, I have dumb thumbs. And I have to like I like I ha so I have to find games that accommodate my dumb thumbs, um, and thankfully, like I've gotten yeah. like great like great recommendations from people. The one that I love the most, and I would say it like is my favorite video game, is actually one from Rachel Bastion, the the uh mm. the, from the same company that made Hades. I love Bastion. Oh yeah, Bastion. Like I I will recommend that to the moon and back. I fucking love that video game because it is tailor made for someone like me. Who just who yep. loves who like loves the mechanics of video games, but is so bad at the, at like the more technical aspects that this is a simple that like this is a like a beautifully made game 
that is that can be played by someone who loves the intricate storytelling of the of video games but yeah. has trouble playing them and accommodates that yeah no yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah uh, yeah uh uh 100 but speaking you know of who uh, also beauty, doesn't um, play video speaking... games is uh hope the blue child like, she, she's so sheltered she doesn't even know what sexual relations are Bringing it back. He's a child. I, I, I was. She shouldn't uh, yeah, know yet. I mean, one, she, yeah, one, she's a child. Yeah. Two, I was bringing it back. We don't um, know how. Like, ch- define so she, child. Is it child like seven or child like twelve? Because they t- start teaching you sex ed that she's young. She's like. Well, no, they teach like, all right, you're about to get boners and you're about to bleed from your uh, underwear, so buckle up. <laughs> Okay, here's is it weird that I've thought that I've 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 had like a lot to th- th- like for some reason I've thought a lot about if I had kids how would I explain sex to them? Hmm. Uh, no, because no, like that is a, a like that's such a, a I feel like it's I feel like it's a precu- it's I feel like it is a is a progressive Southern thing because I'm from Texas and in Texas. Yeah. I did not learn about sex in school. Yeah. Uh, what I did learn, what I did have, was uh, I had was my science teacher in eighth grade, seven, think seventh or eighth grade, uh, brought in someone to teach us abstinence. Lovely. Uh, because um, you know, viable, to- totally, totally, you know, someone, people who practice abstinence, more power to you. To- totally fine not a bad thing um just you know don't teach kids that that's the only way you know yeah because that's it's, yeah because guess what it's bullshit yeah but uh so you, you know speaking... dream dream picks up this child uh whose father has just been gored and <laughs> cannibal- slight lightly cannibalized the uh, and so she just starts walking with him, and his cat self, uh, who we're soon, who we are soon to learn, is not his cat self. D- define soon uh, to so learn. They uh, next issue. I, I don't. Th- we don't, I don't learn until the end. Yeah, we don't learn till the end. No, because no, because the uh, it's is either the last issue or second to last issue where um. The star is like the cat ate you. Bye. Yeah, and that's that. And that's still like three issues away. Anyway, I guess we are. Well, anyway, so I've been... I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't go into quite as much detail as. Anyway, so, so I've been they go to the city the, of stars. Yeah, I've been going through the comic as we've been talking about it, and I just noticed uh-huh. that when I do my, this little light reread, I just noticed the part where. Hope says, I thought maybe you was here to save everybody. I, I didn't notice that uh, Dream dipped out for one panel and then dipped back in. In my memory, it was just, it was just silence of them staring at each other. But Wait, what page is it? Uh, I can't tell you that. But <laughs> it's in uh, issue three, where it's like, Hope's like... Oh, I, yeah. They're also not numbered. Yeah, Hope's like, I thought you were here to save everybody. And then... 
Dream dips out. And while he's dipping out, apparently that's the first five pages of issue five, issue four, which is pretty cool, where he talks with his dad, Time. With his Time Dad. Chapter 359. Well, it says page 59, but these fuckers aren't numbered. Yeah, there okay. Here's the thing. I wanna I wanna I wanna talk to whoever prints trades in graphic novels and please number the goddamn pages. If you're like, if you're going to have a table of contents at the beginning of the book and, and like say like this issue is on this page and this issue is on this page, at least number the goddamn pages, please. Hmm. Just yeah, just, no, just asking, you know, for a friend. Oh shit. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Goes, I'm not. Yeah, it's ah fuck yeah no I never. Yeah, absolutely right. I did not it did, that did not register. Uh, cause yeah, it's it's one panel, all things in. I thought you uh was here to save everybody. Silent panel where Dream is gone. And the next panel, he's back, and he's just like, "I'm not." Because <laughs> I, I did, uh, I yeah, lost my dad's watch. Time. I lost my, yeah, dad's, my dad's Swiss Army watch, watch and I feel bad about it. So where is where 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 was this? Um, I'm just gonna put it to the. It's like when he's first picking up hope. Okay. I'm so oh, look. I'm sorry, listeners. Right now, uh, you you are continuing. To hear my empty stomach just growling right now, and I'm so sorry, but I can't help it. I am. I have not. I have not eaten since. Uh, it is. It is currently eight thirty, and I haven't eaten since like eight thirty. Uh. Well, let's uh get JD to food then. Um. So they pick up hope. They go to the. City of Stars, City where, of Star. um, uh, Lala on their way there, audience? it's a long journey. Do what? That's all I could think about. When they said City of Stars, I thought of the one song I kind of remember from La La Land. Oh, yep. I sometimes forget that thing, was, that, thing that movie exists, and I have it on my shelf. <laughs> uh, I really, really liked that movie i will agree with the criticism that um it's not a very good musical but that's mainly because they're not the music in it is not designed to be musical numbers but i do very much remember the end where i sobbed the hardest i have sobbed at a movie theater (laughs) fun fact our good friend alex lavelle really doesn't like that movie and Is also, but but I think for him it's more more it's it's also more about the music and the fact that the writers of the music of that movie also wrote them like he just doesn't like them, he doesn't like their writing yeah. their music their 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 lyric writing, uh, and then I found out that they were also the lyricists who wrote for uh, the Greatest Showman and Dear Evan Hansen. That tracks. <laughs> um. But I agree that movie is good, and uh, but the 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 it's it, the opening number is the one that I will always remember because that song I used to listen to constantly after I watched the movie. 
Yeah. Because that opening number actually kind of rips. Anyway, so especially it, that, uh, especially the piano riff, the bum 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 bum. I I perpetually had that second that stuck in my head. Stars. Can we can we talk about how beautifully Gaiman is able to weave in the title credits of each issue into the background, like with the titular city of stars? It looks so pretty. Yeah, Jay Williams III is a very good artist, and uh, if if you ever needed proof, um, just hand someone just hand someone Sandman Overture, and there you go. It's proof. It's proof enough. That's yeah. all you need. It's just it's amazing layouts like the, because like I said, so the only other person I've seen or that I've no, I guess two other people. Uh, that are probably on the skill level of like a whole of considering the whole page would be uh, Art Spiegelman and Will Eisner uh, in terms of just like the composition of like the of the macro when you first turn the page and then the micro when you go into the individual panels. I would like to throw Scott's uh, Scott McCloud into that uh, conversation as well. Yes, which I will be able to talk to you more about that uh, soon in an upcoming episode of Comicsology. Planting the seeds, planting the seeds. Uh, so Sandman. Um. So they get yeah, to the we... City of Stars, mm-hmm. and then that is when that's the end of issue three. The City of Stars shows up. By shows up, I mean, like, he says the stars are coming out, so, like, they're coming to, to them. Um, always a good sign, you know, when... Uh, also a, a very Neil Gaiman thing to do. Other beings. A very Neil yeah. Gaiman thing to do. Very Neil Gaiman thing to do, but also it's, like, it's always a good sign when creatures from another plane start coming towards you instead of you going towards them. You're fucked! Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but that is when we get that what happened in that one missing panel where Dream is gone, um, where yeah he talks to his father time, uh, and he's he's kind of just like you're ungrateful. Why should I give you shit? Like <laughs> I gave you the universe. You came to me. I gave you my watch. You lost it. What do you want now? <laughs> and I just want to go, bitch. <laughs> just a little. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or exactly. as they say on My Fair Murder, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you lost my good watch. It was um, a collector's item. <laughs> yeah. The dream. The original. Uh, disappointing son that is super powerful he was the first disappointing son um before kane came along he was the first disappointing son true yeah yeah when you murder your brother i think that takes the cake and like and like (laughs) and like any divorced dad as soon as you start talking about mom he kicks you out Yep. Yep, that happens. God, jeez, not this again. Look, we're not talking. Yeah. We are not on speaking terms, son. I just, Get out. I just, I, 
I love the I love the uh I love the transition back to uh that panel where he comes back and it says I'm not where uh, um so he's like yeah so that's the last line he says to him is have you spoken to mother recently and it's just this weird just like this almost pikachu like face jh williams <laughs> gives just uh, the child the child time where he's just like what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, so he then pops back to reality Snaps and back to reality. goes, wait, and, I have to ask, yeah. is Pikachu the one that's yellow and has like the spiky tail? Well, what color are I'm sorry. His, what color are I, his cheeks, okay, that JD? Is a multi, that is a that is a multimedia <laughs> franchise. I know you've been to a Target and seen T-shirts. Is Target the department store that has like the? You've been to school, right, JD? Huh? So I know you. I know you had one kid on that bus that had a fucking shiny Pikachu, and you couldn't shut the hell up about it. I thankfully didn't. Instead, I was the kid, kid who the yelled about Yu-Gi-Oh. You knew one <laughs> kid on the playground who had his Pokemon cards out, and he had the first edition shiny Charizard. No, I didn't. I, I actually didn't. Instead, I was the kid who weirdly collected Yu-Gi-Oh football and Pokemon cards. I, I did have blue eyes white dragon. I'd love I it. did Everybody too. had blue eyes I also white had dragon. The, I had five headed dragon. Kind of a starter deck. I had what did I have? I had one piece of Exodia. And I was very proud of that. Uh so the stars are like Hold on. Let me go of... bust out my shoebox full of Yu-Gi-Oh cards real quick. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, still like, hey. so is this now is this now what a trading card a trading card game uh podcast? Apparently I... My dream trading card status effect lets me bring dream monsters back from the banished zone. <laughs> so, the stars, stars. Kind of tell, the stars kind of tell dream to fuck off. And he's like, I know y'all dream. I'm coming in. And they're like, all right, fine. Uh, but Surprise! They throw him into a black hole. I'm yeah, sorry. Not, Double surprise. I'm sorry, but when you said, like, I know you have dreams I'm coming in, I immediately thought of that deer meme that's, like, swiggity swooty coming in from that booty. <laughs> yeah, dream, dream barges. Why does my brain work this way? Dream barges into their Lord house. Knows. We get the flashback of the one dream was supposed to kill. We get some uh, fan service art of of dream and death as dog men people I, I, don't, I don't know if i would call that fan service but uh people are into it people would be yeah into it. so uh but yeah so that's when you get the story of the first time uh dream killed which was the first dream vortex which he kind of just chilled and studied like a fucking science nerd he's like oh <laughs> i've never seen this before dream Bad you fucking nerd yeah, bad things are happening, so I'm just going to let them keep happening and see what happens. Uh, and then an entire galaxy dies. And, th 
And so then his uh, big sister, Death, is like, hey, Dream. You gonna kill Man that? Up. <laughs> yeah, it's, are you gonna kill it now? Please? Are you You're going making to, me very busy. Are you going to eat that? You have to... Uh, doesn't quite work. <laughs> Stop playing uh, so with does, your food and he'll... kill it. <laughs> uh, so he, he kills... Uh, so he does kill the um, Dream Vortex, but does not kill the star of that galaxy. And he's like, I've killed enough for one day. I'm a theater kid. And it's very dramatic about it. <laughs> Dream is totally uh, a theater kid. No, Dream is the, Dream is a theater kid, but so was Death, but Death grew out of it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like every once in a while, like they're like, here's the thing, a theater kid who grows out of it is like a weird myth. And they were all like, "Wait, you made it out?" Yeah. How? It's like I dress like a goth. Yeah, but the so the flashback ends and the stars are like, uh, "We're gonna throw you into a black hole." Surprise! We're all mad. And he's and Dream is like, oh shit! Don't throw me into the black hole. <laughs> but oh, right before now, he wanted to be thrown in the black hole. Oh no! <laughs> oh, right before yeah. we get. Turns out he wanted to be. Wait, really quick, before we move on from the black hole, uh, we get a brief flashback back to Dream and his dad, and his dad has tarot cards of comic panels from the series. Yes, he does. Time is a lake. Yeah. And we get. And well, we get. He, uh, well, I mean, time. Well, time. Time even makes the comment, uh, like, every like, everything has happened, will happen. Everything has happened, is happening, and will happen. Essentially, as Rachel Corky Shank says, time is a lake. <laughs> And Mr. Lake himself, yeah, has tarot cards for from out the series. What I really want now is I want time to show up in the Sandman series, but in his like, if he ever takes a human form, his pseudonym is Mr. Lake. There you go. Please make that happen. Uh, also, no Gaiman, I know you have power of the, over the showrunners. Please make that happen. Also, Hope gets. Uh, Blown apart, Doctor Manhattan style. Yeah. Well, yeah, and she says, "Well, yeah," and she says the line. Uh, she says the line that saves, uh, that saves Morpheus in Hell in Volume One, which is "I am Hope," and then she gets blasted. Yeah, and the star's like right after. Ironic choice of words. That those words don't mean anything. Uh, well, they don't yet. Uh, well, they don't yet. They haven't the yet, but they might. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get to the ending in a moment. If we um, if we kill you, another yeah, part that... of you will just take your place. So we're gonna lock you in this black hole. But <laughs> yeah, the stars yeah the stars throw him into a black hole because they think they're clever. But Dream is cleverer because he's like, ha! Ah, you just threw me to my mom. She's gonna help me. And then mom's like. Nah. No. Nah. I could keep you here for here forever, though. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You see, mom, that's not a that that's not really that's not gonna really work out for me. I'm sorry. I've got so empty nest. I'm an empty nester and I'm lonely. Stay with me, boy. 
And he's like, yeah, see, mom, no, that, hey, look, look, yeah, look, look, great, great talk. It was great. It was great to see you. Uh, by the way, dad wants to, dad was thinking about you. Um, yeah, dad, dad says hi. Dad says hi. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a call. I got your number. I'll give you a ring. Okay. All right. We good? We're, we, we good? We're good. We're good. Uh, and go, and back uh, to the black hole where you came from. And then, ha, uh, now destiny gets off his ass and gets his nose out of his book uh yeah well that's because a ship shows up that is not in his book and he's like uh and that's dream. when he rescues yeah and that's when he rescues dream and he's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> why is this not in my book and he's like dream's like i don't know but like i totally had the situation handled this is the second time in this miniseries his ass has been rescued <laughs> by one of his siblings. And he's like, I had the situation handled. And they're like, sure you did. What the fuck you gonna do now? <laughs> like, well, I was like, sure. Why? I'm glad I saved you. Now, please get this ship out of here and, and, and figure <laughs> out what to do with it. I don't ship- want it. The ship is yeah. not in the first edition. I go by the first edition of the <laughs> history book. Uh, so to guess what? Flip Destiny flip. also a fucking nerd. Quite. Um. But to go forward a little bit, it turns out the reason that Dream had uh, lost. Oh my that god! Stomach. I get it. Uh, we'll eat soon. The reason Dream lost that uh, uh, magical timepiece was um, <laughs> Destiny stole it. Uh, and the reason they stole it was because of... The, uh, I think originally just to, f- just to fuck with Dream. But was like, oh, well, I kind of need to use it. Uh, so I'm going to... <laughs> Um, and yeah, it turns out surprise, the cat is des is a uh, desire all along. Which and that's, and that's what I mean. If we desire desire made someone want to steal the watch, and so that's how des that's yeah. how desire got a hold of it. Well, that's the thing. Um, like, we don't, we don't realize it's desire until the until the epilogue. We just know we- that 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 the cat is not dream. Yeah. Which yeah, well yeah, specifically desire yeah. Which it's kind of brilliant that Gaiman was able to hide that in plain sight because right after we get the reveal that there are crisis of infinite dream people like different versions of dream, we cut to mm-hmm. what appears to be a version of dream that's dressed in white, ha- dressed in white and finds the pocket watch and saves it for later, but. You don't realize until a second viewing that that's not Dream because Dream exclusively speaks in black text boxes, but this supposed no. version of Dream. No, 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 no. This it's su- it, it. No, I- Nick. Spoilers. That is that is Dream. Just the next Dream. Wait, what? What? That's the next Dream. That's Daniel. Okay, I d- I didn't know that. I thought that was. I thought that that was just nope. Desire as. Like different as like disguised as dream. Nope, that's dream. 
just uh just the next version of dream okay so we're gonna cut this out because i thought <laughs> gaming was being clever it's like oh desire was here all along desire was the white dream and the cat nick i think it's cute that i cut anything that you think i cut anything out <laughs> because i haven't read the rest of sandman so i thought oh this is just desire and a dream disguise Uh, nope, that's, um... Okay. Well, because he, yeah, because he... Anyway. Okay, so I guess you want to put spoiler tags in the description as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That one's fine. It's, I mean, I, 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 I knew that Daniel, be, that Daniel becomes the, 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 the new Dream King, or mostly because I have read other DC comics that come out after this and they have daniel as the dream king uh i'm thinking specifically of grant morrison's jla there's a story arc there uh that involves daniel and starro and then uh daniel also shows up in scott snyder and greg capullo's dark knight's metal yeah um Anyway, Hope comes back so, yeah, again, Doctor Manhattan style, as a blue vision, as a blue thing. Uh, well, un- unlike, unlike Doctor Manhattan, she is dead. She's a ghost. That is her. Yeah, that's her. That's her ghost. Um, cause yeah. So while Dream is in, while Morpheus is in the uh, black hole talking to Mom, Cat Dream is a. Uh, doing shit we don't know what exactly apparently they just they the dream cat took the boat and like gathered a bunch of people and uh yeah then destiny rescues dream scolds dream it's like what are you doing why did you get trapped and he's like I, you know oh i got this brother he's like no you don't no i just saved your ass Get your crap off my lawn and go. Yeah, get your shit off my lawn. This is um, this is as such like big brother talking to the fuck up little brother energy. Yeah. Uh It is your it is your ship dream. Look at it. Why is it here? I have no idea. I've never seen it before. You think I would have? You think I would have rent the bounds of time and space to summon you here, just to chide you for bringing a ship into my realm, my brother? You do not understand. It is not possible, but it is true. It is that ship is not in my book. So what are you gonna do about it? It's like, all right, I it's don't like, like... All right, little brother, you <laughs> fucked up. Now what you gonna do about it? And Jim's like, well. Uh, I uh, will get I, in the ship that I have never seen in my entire life, and I will check it out and see if I can get it out. And then, boom! Dreamcat, right there. Yeah. Dreamcat's like, Dream, yo, Dreamcat while up. you've been off chilling, chillaxing in a black hole for some fucking reason, I've been getting shit done and being busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do enjoy uh, the pea coat that his robe turns into <laughs> when he goes onto the ship yeah, very i appreciate very that thank you thank you jh williams yeah um so then that's when uh dream cat is like 
So here's what we could do. I gathered a thousand people, um, including Dead Hope. Dead Hope can, there's a loophole where Dream could be like, to, uh, to Hope, be like, hey, um, I need you to tell all these other people to dream the same thing. I can't do it. And I can't tell a living person to do it. But you're dead. So could you do that, please? And she's like, okay, fine. Does that. And they all, a thousand of them, dream the same dream. And then Dream pulls the ship from the bad reality into the reality that they are dreaming. And then that is the DC Universe that... <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that uh, uh, the Sandman the Sandman comic takes place in multiverses. Okay, so real quick, uh, as someone who only had time to read this once, uh, why did Dream have to talk to Delirium? I want to say before talking to Dead yes. Hope about hey, Dream the same dream. Um. Because uh, the stars are in her realm, uh, okay. and that's why they're mad. Oh, and then so, yeah, and then delirium. We get delirium say delirium use, and then we get delirium. And once the conversation with delirium ends, delirium's like, "Oh, BT Dubs, that cat isn't you." Mm-hmm. JKLL. Which the thing about the thing about delirium, sometimes she says things that make sense later. But most of the time, it's just utter nonsense. Um, but anyway, but yeah, she says straight up, anyway, the cat isn't even you. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, that's what he... Uh, Dream saves the universe. And another beautiful four-page spread. Um, oh, but not before we get after a bunch of spreads of the universe's heartbeat going out and it fades from a white line into solid black. Yeah. There's like, there's like, there's like four. Yeah. There's four solid pages of black and then the double page spread or the four page spread. Um, so, uh, you also, I, I say for some reason, there's there is a reason I guess, but you do see Dream's dick as well, <laughs> uh, uh, just out there. So now we have um, confirmation uh, that Dream hasn't Dream has like anatomical human male human anatomy. Uh, yeah, he is he, he is not like. Uh, uh, Alan Rickman and Dogma. Alan, Alan yeah, Alan Rickman and Dogma. So that it. means. <laughs> Tom Sturridge, we better be, we better see you slinging some dong in, in, in the Sandman series, okay? <laughs> so that's, so I that, better that's see, the other request. I better see a Wang somewhere. So that, so, okay, so, that, so two things. Lizzo is, as Knight, and, uh, Dick Shots. <laughs> look, we don't like, I, I, look, look, here's the thing. I am all for nudity in, in, in movies and television because you know that's that's it's human it's who we are yeah yeah and you know i don't i don't just want lady bits 
I want dude bits. Yeah. I want all the bits. <laughs> to quote yeah. the Infinity Podcast, I want all the bits. <laughs> Dangly bits. <laughs> <laughs> what have I devolved to? <laughs> Who am I? I don't know. It's getting very late. <laughs> Who is this person? Yeah, and I'm going to be going to work in a couple of hours. Anyway, Dream yeah. puts on his Hi, fancy clothes and his war helmet, and he decide he's going home. But then, oh no, the first book happens, and he's stuck in a circle for yeah. Then some years. fucking prick decides yeah, this yeah. is a great time to start a fucking ritual. Yeah. D- Pop. Yeah, because uh, yeah, cause daddy like, time he was still so mad. Re- daddy time was still mad, so he deliberately. <laughs> Put him at put Dream yeah, at a plop, top point in time in where he's like, yeah, here's how you like, see how you like this. Um, but in terms of hope, uh, I'm having cat troubles right now. Here we go. Um, you are almost certain. So this, he meets with a uh, glory again. Uh, Dream meets with Glory again after he wakes up naked in the new universe, which is, yeah, the start of Dream Dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, you almost certainly forget her, but perhaps her name will be there for you when you need it most. Mm-hmm. So you save the universe. You've repaired a disaster of your own making. You do not belong in this part of creation. You must be tired. Yes. So what now? I'm going home, Glory. I have responsibilities. It's just like, of course you do. <laughs> uh, and then he tries to start to go home, but then that's when you see in smoky letters the incantation from the first issue. Mm-hmm. Spoken by some fucking prick. Yes. By douchebag. Some guy who thought, hey, it would be cool, a world without death. Yeah, there's literally... <laughs> There's literally a, a fairy tale about that where she's like, hey. Yeah, get in my sack, Dad. This guy. <laughs> Jump into my I sack. Guess what? Things go bad. <laughs> Yo, Dev, jump into my sack. What the fuck? <laughs> do, you not, do you not know that, that tale? No. Is it, was it really no, no that's Damon? That is. That, no. It's a very, this is a very old, like, folk tale. Uh, uh, I'm going to settle thing. in for story time. Uh, oh, the, the long and short of it is, is this guy is like, uh, worried about death. Uh, of course he doesn't want to die. And so like death comes for him and like, for some, like he, the guy tricks death into a sack as he just seals him in the sack. And he's like, ha I've defeated death. But then like, uh, people that get sick and are supposed to die just, stay sick uh like just very bad things happen when death isn't around to do his job and just horrific things Mm -hmm. um and so eventually he lets him out of the sack and he's like uh hey sorry about that are we cool can you can you yeah (laughs) we cool we cool no no we're not cool you're now you're the only one who doesn't get to die or go to the afterlife or whatever yeah. Uh well and then that's um they did a slight adaptation of that for uh 
Fables, a spin-off series starring uh, one of the Jacks from Fables. So anyway, we get an epilogue with Desire in her chat noir cosplay talking to her dumpy brother. I don't know his name. Despair. Uh, Despair. No, that is that is that is uh, the twin Despair. Okay. So that's another thing. So this is gonna be the last thing I want to say about this. Uh, the series in general. I talk about the same man as a whole in terms of the. Ideas that he writes speaking to very deep truths. So you have desire and despair are twins, right? Because you can't have despair without desire. And desire has no power without despair. So they're twins. But then also earlier in the comic, time, uh, no, night made the comment of like, uh, like, you and Desire don't get along very well. And he's like, well, yeah, no, we don't. And he's like, yeah, it's because you're so similar. And he's like, no, we're not. And it's like, because you, know, you have the saying, like, what is your heart's desires? What do you dream of? Like, what is your, you know, what is your deepest dream? Um, it's like, we almost use them as synonyms sometimes uh, in certain phrases. So the fact that they, like, are somewhat similar because you have this yeah because like you desire is like you want something and of course and then like dreaming is like you imagine you have it so i mean that'd be another thing is it's like uh desire wouldn't have any power without dream as well i don't think Chidi's just playing with smoke <laughs> She apparently got bored, and she's like, I have to go by their dad now. Hi, baby. Yep. Oh, hello. So I think that's the end of the episode. <laughs> we, we did it? Sure. We totally did it. This is... Sounds is right. Is this a good podcast? I think this is a great podcast. <laughs> and this is the best episode so far. It is. It's certainly something. It's what happens when people are either getting ready for bed or just get out of bed. Correct. And also desperately need food. Yeah, we need to wrap this up because I need sustenance. Uh, well, um, like I said, th those are kind of my final thoughts. I really like the way he comments on the nature of things with the relationship of the family of the uh endless um and the epilogue certainly shows that yeah i, re I really enjoyed this uh book as a nice little in between of the main series like i compare it to the first book first book it's more space opera than horror which feels like a bit of a leap but i'm sure it makes sense like going down the line i'd still enjoy it I'm probably going to read it once we get through the rest of the series. Yeah, I wanted to ask, do 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 we want to come back to this uh this particular series like uh whenever we finish with uh Dream Hunters? Uh we certainly can. I feel like we should. Uh, I feel like we should we, come back we, to this. Like even for like yeah. just a mini like a, like a, like a little 20 minute episode just like to come back and be like, "Hey, let's talk about this." 
Yeah, up, yeah, an update after having finished the series. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. We'll come back. To, we'll come back to this in about two years, whenever we <laughs> finish talking about this. Yeah, because I think I got well. We have sketched out till the end of next year. Yeah, and, and that's only till yeah, like yeah. I don't think we even seven. Yeah, if that. If that. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, which but we need to do some shuffling, but that'll be off mic stuff. Anyway, uh, so thanks for, you did it, folks. You got through. I, I don't, don't know, know what how. else to say. But, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say besides thank you for sticking with it. Uh, plugs. Another one down. We got plugs? Uh, Nick, you yeah, got plugs? Well, yeah, do you? Yeah. Uh Nick, what you got? Not, uh, not really much. I, I, I'll still plug Film Rescue Show as I've done stuff for them, and I've done a lot of pitches that I'm proud of, like Star Wars prequel trilogy, Age of Ultron, Spider-Man Three. Uh, things are getting weird on the Montressa Media front. Interesting to see how it goes through, but I'd like to be a part of it if possible. Yeah. Um. I have one shout out. I, I meant to do it at the beginning of this episode. Um, but uh, Velocity Comics in, in Richmond, Virginia. Um, it's my local comic shop. That's my uh, comic shop I go to. Um, wonderful, wonderful people there that uh, have helped me out uh, recently with um, when I was trapped for cash. And they'll f- find anything that you need. Uh, they ordered the uh, $250 retail price of uh, Sandman for me. Even when I told them, it was like, can't buy it for a while. <laughs> they did it, and they held it for me until I could. And Yeah, uh, support Dang. local businesses. Um, uh, also, it's... I don't know what it's coming out in terms of relation to this, but keep an eye on the Men of Steel podcast. That, where, uh, yeah, yeah. Kate, I know, I know, I know. It's going to be a while. It's not going to be until like, like December. I, yeah. So, but so keep an eye on that feed. Uh, it's a great show. But we are upcoming uh, on Neil Gaiman's run on Miracle Man. Yes, Miracle we Man, Miracle are. Man. Not to be confused with Mr. Miracle. Yeah, Correct. I wonder who, who who is the one who keeps doing that? Who is that? I wonder who that it can't it can't be Nick. Nick never does that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking JD. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Peace. I've heisted my way to the bestseller list once again. And the most brilliant part is, I don't even know how to read. 
Thank you to my big brother, Sean Bullock, for our theme. You can check out his work at seanbullock.com. And the wonderful Nikki Berger for our logo, who you can find on Twitter at DoubleBurger and on Instagram at DoubleBurgerComics. For updates, sharing your thoughts, or if you just want to yell at us, check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at F&RPod. And you can find me on Twitter at JD underscore Martin underscore. And you can check me out on Twitter at BullockBits, where you can find info to my comics, history Instagram, and cat Instagram. And come hang out with us on the show's Discord. Check out the links to everything in the episode's description. Including our wonderful guest info. Whoever that may be. Below. That's good. Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at certainpov.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. CPOV CertainPOV.com